1: Follow
0: the, money. follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VCN.
3: Welcome in. We are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Big show lined up today. Matt Humans on the program in 45 minutes. Uh, we have an update to the participants of the Friday football invitational. He'll tell you about it at that time. Paul Stone College football bets today. And uh, we will preview the Atlanta Falcons, Paulie, beginning with uh, last night's Monday night football game. That felt like not only a regular season game, but kind of like an important game in October or November. And I get it. Those two organizations are very close to each other. Regionally speaking, Uh, the fan bases, I'm guessing, they don't particularly like each other. And uh, the players, the coaches, they hear about it. Probably there's a big rivalry. And uh, you know, there's pride that sets in, and there was also a 24-game winning streak on the line for the Baltimore Ravens, which, as you've been saying now all summer, we're never going to see this ever again. No. And it it did mean something to those players, and you know, we're we're not going to poo-poo preseason uh, preseason action here. And the people that continue to do this, you're just you're wrong about it. Uh, it does matter to a lot of these players. We're going to have a soundbite from John Harbaugh last night that when you hear him speak, I don't know how you don't say he's 100% correct on this, but it was a horrific beat in the first half if he had the Ravens, like I did, Uh, at even money to win it uh, the first half outright. I can't believe what had to take place in that first half for them to lose it, and then also for them not to win the game. You knew things were not going their way last night, Paul. Well, a couple things. The INT in the first half in the end zone where Procheg has to go in and out of his hands Then it's returned 55 yards for the commanders, all the penalties on that final drive that set them up for another touchdown. And when they were going to go for two to -hmm. make it a Mm -hmm. nine point move, which I've been saying for more than a decade, that's what teams need to do in the NFL. And they were going to do it. It was a preseason game. Why not? And they get a stupid penalty to move them back 20 yards. And they had to trot Justin Tucker out there to kick the extra point. And it was only 28-20, So plenty of time was on the clock, two scores, and the game's going to be over for the Commanders. And uh, that's exactly what they did. They scored two more times
1: and that was it. It was a hell of a game. No doubt about it. Howell looked great the first half beat. How Howell played in the first half. Great to have Troy and Joe back. Uh, Harris in the booth as well with the awkward handshake. I mean, the game had it all. Fantastic finish. A big move. Had a lot of respected money on Washington. And uh, I totally echo your sentiments at the top. I mean, these same people who are out there. Oh, it's preseason. What does it matter? Poo-poo. But then they eat up. Couldn't get enough of the Herm Edwards comments. You play to win the game and all this other stuff. Jobs are on the line, and as a betting network, too, not only 24 in a row straight up, you know, it was a 26-5 and 5 ATS run. You know, as Dave Tooley from VEASAN tweeted out today, it was a 24-1 and 1 ATS run going into this year. So it's just it cash, all the tickets cash the same. So what they've done and what they've accomplished here, haven't lost a preseason game since 2015. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Good for them. It's why they're a solid organization, why Harbaugh's such a good coach. Competition uh, is good and healthy, and guys fighting for jobs and finding a way to win a game no matter what. I well, love it. You know, the same people also, these dopes, don't understand uh, tanking either. You know, they, they'd rather be average than bottom of out. Course. And then it, I mean, that's the other thing of these same people. So you need to pick a street.
3: Well, they also have no, they're not relatable at all. They have no idea what the average fan has been waiting for for six months. It's like you wait the entire year, football yeah. comes back, The ratings for preseason games are awesome. No, these games suck. Why do people pay attention? Who cares about it? Who are you talking to? (laughs) Who, 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 why are you so pissed off about this? You need to understand that other people really do care when the NFL comes back. And it's a gigantic deal. So enough of that already. Um, Some other things, though. You're exactly right. Like, this speaks to the Ravens' ability to have so much depth on their team. They weren't playing anybody last night for the most part. And they almost won for the 25th consecutive time. They're very good at recognizing talent, whether that's in the draft, signing guys, unrestricted free agents, whatever it might be, undrafted players to bring them in. Um, They're very good at that. Also, a couple of things that I wanted to really think about betting for week one. They're playing the Houston Texans. Mm -hmm. That total is 44 and a half in the game. It's very clear, not only by the words that new OC Todd Munkin has spoken since he basically took the job, But the way that they're playing, they're taking deep shots down the field and going, like, super fast tempo with all their backups. You don't think that's going to be the same way they're going to play in the regular season with Lamar Jackson and Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham and Mark Andrews and all these guys? And if their defensive line doesn't, like, hit this year and it's as weak as what people think it might be, and with the Marlon Humphrey surgery now on his foot this time of year, and John Harbaugh doesn't want to say anything about, like, the timeline, That secondary uh, has a chance to be susceptible to the deep ball as well. I'd like to think this team's going to play some overs. The problem is week one, they're playing the Texans. They might win that game 28-3. to
1: Well, that's, yeah, that's where I land on too. I mean, whether you want to use them in Survivor or not, I mean, I think they can bury Houston. And the track record here as well, Spread Investor had this on Twitter going back. They punished the Jets last year, won and covered easy, laying a big number. They they beat the Browns 38 to six. They beat Miami 59 to ten. They beat Buffalo 47 to three, won by three touchdowns as a dog before that, and covered against the Bills. So they're on a six and one straight up in ATS run in week one, and the average margin of victory is almost 28 points per game. Mm-hmm. So Harbaugh always has them ready to play and ready to rock and roll week one. So I also enjoyed the uh, back and forth there with with Aikman about the wristband and Monken and telling what Lamar Jackson should be doing and getting a feel. Uh, getting comfortable calling out the plays as well, and getting away from the wristband, mm-hmm. which may be slow things down. But I think though, I think it will be full speed ahead, and they'll be dangerous on offense this year. And it'll be a a a big difference to what we've seen in the past with Roman, as it should be. They should have moved on from Roman. Well, so I'm like Adam Chernoff, that was excited with that press conference and that hire. It's also refreshing to watch the difference that we're going to see
3: this year with Eric Bieniemy as the offensive coordinator. Are those players going to go complaining to Ron Rivera mm-hmm. how hard he's working him now again? That looked like an actual professional offense last night with some really good play uh, players at wideout. And oh, by the way, Sam Howell making plays on his feet. That, 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 how he looked last night is exactly what he did at North Carolina. He is a good scrambler. The play is basically never dead. He looks to take shots down the field. You saw McLaurin and Dotson get wide open last night, among some others. And the impact, I think, has already been felt now that we're two preseason games in. And I thought Ryan Clark at halftime on ESPN nailed it. If Sam Howell, if he, if, if that was, if last night, think about this. If last night was Bryce Young, CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson, the country would be losing their minds over that performance. (laughs) Yeah. But here's a guy who was taken late last year as a second year quarterback. And it's like, well, he wasn't in the top five. So we're not so sure again. Why? 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 Why, why do you think just a quarterback has to be good when he's taken in the top five and a guy who drifts out to the
1: fourth, fifth, or sixth round means that he can't play? Yep. It's not the way it works in the NFL. After that performance, I think Washington's even going to be more popular in Survivor Week 1 uh, against Arizona. And the other thing, yeah. I I, I agree with Lou Finnecaro. I'm a little concerned with the McLaurin thing, that that could linger with the toe. Well. that Maybe that, that could be something that bothers him the whole season. Possible. But, uh, again, a hell of a game, though awesome for a preseason game right the uh the, what happened at the end and the drama and how well how well they played and then just uh the streak finally comes to an end it was, it was very good
3: yeah and uh, I love this sound bite yeah. after the game John Harbaugh head coach of the Baltimore Ravens he was still fired up
1: yeah it's just I'm I'm, I'm excited thing thing about something like that when I just told our guys you know you're proud of it of course you know you appreciate it but the thing that you're proud of is all those games are mostly just like that. You know, preseason games that people want to write write about, some of you in here want to write about and say they don't mean anything because you never played the game. You never were out there in a preseason game. You never were fighting for a spot on the field. And yet you have the audacity to say that the effort that somebody puts into that to win and fight and win a game like that is meaningless. Tell me that was meaningless out there, what you just saw. If you like football, is that a meaningless football game? You know, I can't respect anybody that says that. Because of the effort these guys put into it, that's what's that's what you're proud of. That's that's why I'm so proud of these guys for the way they fought. Good for him. Can't respect anybody good. who says that. Yeah, I'm sure he's just had enough of the last week about ah, who cares? Or you know, and even the guy from Washington. You, you read that comment yesterday about it. What do you mean? It's a stupid streak. What? They've <laughs> won 24 games in a row. Hmm? I mean, it, it speaks. That's why your organization has sucked for so long. Yeah, right. That could be one of you know, and why these guys are so good. Year in, year out, they're in the mix. I mean, that's just an asinine comment. The stuff we've seen the last seven days with these comments about. Give them some credit and respect. We'll never see it again. Mark my words. I'll give you uh, two movie references here. One I tweeted out before
3: the show. Just like Jim Carrey when he told Lauren Holly in Dumb and Dumber, I hate goodbyes. I hated seeing uh, the the street go bye-bye last night. Uh I'll give you one more deep cut. Tom Cruise in the movie Cocktail. Oh, yeah. When he tells the older woman that he's having an affair with. Right. Everything ends badly; otherwise, it wouldn't end. Yeah, he's right.
1: Yeah, and that was not. A, I mean, that. Did you have a crush on Elizabeth Shue? Oh my God! Did oh, I, I, I loved a, her. Did I have a crush on her? Oh, was she something? Adventures in Babysitting, Cocktail. Take the pink. Right. <laughs>
3: what, what do you need? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that she the, was the, great. The streak that she great. was on.
1: Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, you know what she did for a living. But you know, anyways, good nah. looking gal. But that's good acting. Yeah. What, is, what did David Spade said? Say, if uh, hookers looked like that, Charlie Sheen would be broke. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh
1: god
3: did i have a crush on her yeah, yeah. that was uh i think yeah. uh
1: girl yeah. next door mitch oh Absolutely. yes that's exactly yeah, what sure. she looked like sure
3: yeah. but we had uh, not only that game last night but a lot of news to get to here on the show today as well uh the colts gave jonathan taylor permission to seek a trade here we go
1: how's that gonna work out i actually juicy miami's in the mix miami wants them there's another one it makes sense oh here's another one too well wow. oh funny you, you didn't want to pay him, and now you want a first-round pick. Okay. It, it, it's completely different because now you're looking at it, It's like, what can I get for him because he's still young? It's a difference between I don't want to give the guy a long-term deal as opposed to now I want to trade him and it's on no, you. Sure. They're also looking at what Carolina got from McCaffrey less than a year ago. Right. So, you know, that's another thing where these people are out, of, out, out to lunch.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of takeaways with that. Um, I think a team might actually be willing to give up a first-round pick if Jonathan Taylor doesn't accept or doesn't, like, say, I have to have a long-term contract. So that's one angle to look at it, and also, uh, is there more trouble brewing with one of the highest power-rated teams in the league? We'll kick that around, and Paulie will run down more of the betting action from last night in Win Some, Lose Some. Coming up next on Follow the Money, it's Visa and the Sports Betting Network.
2: Night. Wow! Winning or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser. Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some.
1: Commanders plus four and a half, down to one. They get the money in a fantastic Monday Night Football game. Ravens twenty-four and one ATS run before this year, and the twenty-four game winning streak comes to an end. Bryce Harper to go deep six to one inside the park job last night. Schwarber to go deep. They serve penis on that flight. That thing's still flying. Plus 425. Ozuna to hit two home runs. 50 to 1. Will there be a grand slam? Yes, plus 120. Up every day at William Hill. Diamondbacks plus 145. I think I don't think Texas is going to make the playoffs. We're on that coming up. This Easy, is cowboy. the tide has turned here. Yes. Mets plus 190. Surprise the Braves. Overs last night in Major League Baseball. 7-2. Subscribe, be part of the team. VCN.com. Our radio and podcast friends, you want to see this? Billy Walters sit down with Brent Musburger today at two Eastern. The retriever hops the fence here into the pool. This is very good. I mean, he's excited. You know, look at this. The, the the gal's taking a video of it, filming him. You know, and he jumps up. He's looking. Is it safe? Is the coast clear? Hops the fence, looking around. Right. It's kind of like when uh, the guy wouldn't get out of the pool last week. And the owner's like, it, it's six a.m. Definitely. Come on right she calls to him what are you doing right huh? definitely i'm not stopping now i did all this work in i go jumps the fence to go in the neighbor's pool right get a little swimming i made it to the vault in the bank i'm not turning around absolutely yeah yeah he's not turning around right i thought of your guy uh dexter your dog this is uh you know these fedex guys doing very well now they got their race. Look at the delivery. It looks like a little bit, yeah. Coming in, yes. The dog's bringing the package. All dressed up as the FedEx delivery guys and UPS. Coming in with the package, yes. And, and the so outfits. It's so great the
3: way the box is moving. Yeah, right,
1: yeah, yeah. Perfect for Halloween. That is awesome. And Bill Belichick does a weekly on WEEI in Boston. Taylor Swift fan, apparently. Talked about how he was at the concert and how he was so impressed that she performed in the rain, when I believe it was in Maine, Maine, when she was out there in that part of the cart uh, part of the country. She's tough. She stood out there and played right through the through the rain. You need to calm down. It's pretty good. Like you got to calm down. There's a lot of times when that's very appro- appropriate. Belichick on Taylor Swift. I'm confused by the comment because that calm down song is from
3: Selena Gomez and the guy's name i'm blanking on it right now oh we got the song wrong is that the song he's talking about who taylor swift does not sing it i mean i don't know the one in which she doesn't okay. sing right. by the way I, I like cruel summer but my god it's played every 14 seconds on every single radio station
1: in the world did you see she's the beatles times 10 oh, she's, she goes out to dinner on the jersey shore and they got to call the cops because a thousand people surround the restaurant this actually, is nuts she's the only entertainer in the world of our
3: lifetime other than Michael Jackson, who could say no to the Super Bowl and he's like, yeah, I get it.
1: That's right. Yeah, lose some. Rangers, they've lost five in a row. And the Giants, plus 140 down to 115. Phillies rough them up. Bad beats. Texas Rangers led 1-0 in the bottom of the ninth. Chapman blows it. They led 3-1 in the bottom of the 11th. And they lose 4-3. And Ravens' first half. Is it a touchdown? Is it a PI? What, it's an interception and it's returned 50 yards? What happened? That one was tough. Power ratings, picks, previews, predictions. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber. Get an all access pass to our betting tools, betting splits, the college and NFL betting guides. The only way to get the guides and everything we have to offer become a VSIN Pro subscriber. slash subscribe.
3: Okay, so the idea here with this uh, news coming out of Indy yesterday that the Colts gave running back Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade. I like the idea of a team that has enough money to get him under the cap this year or work tinker to make it happen that would be considered a contender. But then they would also tell Taylor and his agent or his team, like, look, we're not going to sign you to the contract that you want right now, but we're good enough, we think, to win a Super Bowl Come on board with us this year. You're going to be a major player, and then we'll re-examine. Or you're going to be a free agent at the end of the year. We will give up a first-round pick for that. I don't know if that can happen, or will happen, or the agent would allow that to happen.
1: Yeah. But I love that idea. Yeah. So do I. And the agent would need to relax uh, as well. You know, just like what's going on with Damian Lillard, and the same thing with James Harden. I mean, if I, you know, there was James Harden is making 35 million dollars a year. So whether or not Maury lied to him and still would have to go out there, worst-case scenario, and act like a professional and earn the $35 million and try to get a long-term deal somewhere else. I mean, this, the agent calling everyone in the NBA, hey, he only wants to go to Miami, don't bother to call. So I, I have no problem with that scenario And if a team does that. And the Miami Dolphins could say, you know, let's go for this. And if you have a big year, then we'll uh, we'll take care of you. Right? And I like this tweet, best for fantasy, Miami Dolphins. Most terrifying in real life. Chiefs, Eagles, Bills, funny, Atlanta, pretty cool when you think about it, Bears, WTF, Lions, unnecessary but funny, Jets and Seahawks, for the love of God, no, Tampa, Mm -hmm. but this had to happen, Uh, you added more Jacksonville week one, I don't blame you, I also, I bet the Colts season win total under, good luck with Richardson and now without a running game, and first things first, can they can they hold up with the offensive line? Can't be any worse than they were last year. But now we'll see what they get for. Them. You know, not only there's, and Michael Lombardi had a good tweet. There's two things going on here. You have, what's the compensation, which won't be that hard to agree upon. Then what do you do with the contract and everything, and you work that out. Right. Because there's there's two things, two angles to this. Okay, unless you
3: know there is a chance here. There's still plenty of time before the season starts for a situation like this, and that would be if the Colts are out there allowing him to go shop himself around and they can't really find anything. And then the tides would turn a little bit. And then he would realize, look, um, the run, the market for running backs right now in the NFL just doesn't exist. And we, we kind of knew this going in, right? Because of what happened with the giants and Barkley, with the Raiders and Josh Jacobs. And then he would have to change his mind and then go play this season with the Colts. Like that's still a possibility because uh, the idea of a team giving up a first round pick, I mean, I love, I, again, for a team, like I just said, in the mix this year, but not to give him the long-term deal, because those are two totally different things, right? Yeah. I would actually much rather give up a first-round pick than sign him to this long extension that's going to cost oodles of money, right? Because the idea, that it doesn't happen to running backs anymore. And that report of what
1: he's asking for. That's exactly it's right. way up there. Well, you can also, you don't have to give up a number one. You could actually... I'm sure I thought that, it was a good breakdown by Schefter that you can be creative and there are ways to... I think it's, know. and I, the,
3: the team would probably accept what would be considered equal to a number one, if it wasn't a number one, you know, so you could that the Jimmy Johnson Johnson board of giving up that draft ca- capital to equal, like a first round pick would qualify in their minds. But um, it, it, as of now, it has seem, it seems to be just like his career is over with an Indy, but you know how this works, Paulie, this can flip. And he might be playing with a team in week one, who the hell
1: knows? Um, well, I think he's gone. I don't think he'll play with the Colts again.
3: Oh, that's the I'd Attends. say that's the favorite as yeah. of this morning. Oh yeah, I would definitely say Attends. that. And if he's not on the team again, then you're going to be starting a rookie quarterback without mm-hmm. his best offensive weapon and an offensive line that was subpar last year and the weakest link on the team.
1: And they were a strength. How is that going to go against a team that's considered a contender? You're d- you're you're down on the Bills. I don't blame you. I don't like what's going on in Buffalo. Should Buffalo get him? Buffalo would.
3: Uh, I like I like James Cook
1: a lot. Yeah. Okay. I, but.
3: I think Miami probably has more question marks in their backfield. And if you add him there, that's that's a dangerous team then all of a sudden. And by the way, with the Bills, I can tell you flat out that, uh, I mean, Stephen A. Smith came on yesterday on his show and he said, you know, I have sources that um, Stefan Diggs wants out of Buffalo. That's it, period. And then Diggs came out a couple hours later and said, it's 100% not true. Paul, we've been in this business for a long time. How often does a media member make something up? It's like it's happened five times.
1: Or well, plus, he said he has sources. So yeah, right. He's I'm got sure sources. He's got, he I mean, several people on that. And I totally buy it because there's something going on there. And it, we saw what happened in the playoff loss of the Bengals. It's carried over into the summer. And this was the same guy who was getting plenty of touches in Minnesota and was unhappy even with what he was doing and putting up numbers sure. there and, and even won a playoff game. So, yeah, he's got the history. Yeah.
3: I'm telling Stephen A. Smith is not going to make that up. No. Not a chance. He's going to go on his show and say what he did yesterday. So I absolutely believe him. Uh, Diggs, of course, had to come out and try to put the fire out yesterday, and I know that that's uh, you know one one of the reasons why I think people are. I mean, this team, Paul, pretty much the same team as last year. They had the shortest odds on the board to win the Super Bowl. They're ten to one. They're ten to one this year. It's like it, it feels like nobody wants to bet this team to win it this season.
1: It's a hell of a division. Yeah, and I'd say what you want about the Patriots and their offense, but they're going to have a nasty defense, too. Well, oh, they will, for so sure. So it, it's going to be, and, you know, Belichicks, no, I, they had all those issues offensively last year and still almost made the playoffs.
3: Imagine so. if those two things happen in that division before the season starts. The Dolphins get Jonathan Taylor and Stephon Diggs gets out of Buffalo. What's the perception of that
1: division then? Yeah. You nailed it, though. Whatever happens on 9-11 Monday night, if that's a blowout either way, the sky is falling. No doubt.
3: Team. After week one. Oh, God. We are going to preview the Atlanta Falcons coming up next. I will tell you the single biggest reason why some people like this team in 2023. Next on Follow the Money, it's v the Sports Betting Network.
1: heard the godfather coming back brent musburger sat down with billy walters you can watch the exclusive interview today 2 eastern 11 a.m pacific he shares some unbelievable betting stories and gives details on phil mickelson's gambling including trying to bet on the ryder cup event he was playing in and we've seen it out there it leaked on twitter his his reaction about are you bleeping stupid you, you remember the Pete Rose thing? He couldn't believe it. He tells, he tells Phil, I'm not I'm not booking this action. It's ridiculous. I'm not getting a bet down for you. Wanted to bet for 400000 on it. Check out the interview today. Only on VEASAN. 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Musburger and Walters can't wait. So much of that, uh,
3: I'm anticipating so much of the interview and the book, which comes out today, obviously, Paul, as you said. The fact that Billy told people that after he got out of prison, he took a good year to sharpen up the numbers. Is just awesome to me. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. I needed uh, a lot of time, didn't know how much it was going to take, but a year. Yeah. I felt comfortable getting back in then. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, so the Atlanta Falcons are the team on the clock today, our team preview as we're doing the NFC South the entire week. Numbers at DraftKings 60 to 1 Super Bowl, 28 to 1 NFC. In that division plus 215 pecking order here. Definitely on paper, Saints-Falcons somehow 1-2 in that order. I think these two teams are right now clearly better than Tampa and Carolina. Win total, 8.5. The over is now minus 120. DraftKings Kings division wins 3.5 over plus 115. Will they make the playoffs plus
1: 105? How about it? Wow. Yep, a lot of hype with this team. Mm-hmm. To me, it's easy. What's the quarterback play going to look like? What happens to Ritter? You can have all these toys and all these weapons on offense, but if the guy's not accurate, and you, yeah, you want to run the ball and play keep away and all this, but if, if Ritter's is not consistent and not accurate, well, good luck. You know, because we saw that, what they did. Now I give Smith full credit, what they did last year and hanging in there. In the last two years, supposed to tank and bombard it with tanking questions, and they won games with Mariota. But, these expectations now and everyone you talk to that they go the over the win total and, and, yes, with the playoffs, the schedule is a joke, no doubt about it. You get that last-place schedule and how it sets up with all these home games and how it's beneficial to them. And the other thing with, other, other with put Redder to the side is the defense, how bad the defense was. They were 30th in, in defensive DVOA, and they were 25th against the pass. Uh-huh. That's another one, too. So it's not like Baker Mayfield – or Bryce Young can really you know exploit it and take advantage, but at some point you're going to run into a couple good quarterbacks here, and, and then that could be a problem. But certainly uh, all the Robinson hype and what, the, boy, they're playing games with the depth chart. I see that and people get a kick out of that that he's listed third on the depth chart. But in any event, you know you love your weapons, their weapons. You were big on Pits, but you, they don't hardly get him the ball, and that's the other thing. So it's to me it, it's a fascinating team. This division you can make a case for several teams. But it comes down to to me, Ritter, and, and what does that look? And I wouldn't be surprised if we see Heineke by October. Here's the very strange thing
3: to me, anyway. Why people are so high on this team? It's the year 2023, and uh, they like them, even though the quarterback is a total question mark, and it's a team that's run first in today's NFL. Mm-hmm. Like you don't—that's backwards, obviously. It's not the way the league has been going now for more than a decade. And so you don't hear a lot of people make this case. Has anybody been high on Tennessee really the last couple of years, even though they've been good? No. Why? It's because they're not pass first. They're not pass happy. It's because they run the football. And they bank on a guy in Derrick Henry to have 350 carries every single year. So that's why I find it a little bit strange. However, PFF, Pro Football Focus, grades out their offensive line coming into the season as the seventh best in the entire league. They grade every single player. They watch every single play from every single game guard Chris Lindstrom was the best graded run blocker in the NFL at any position last year per their numbers. So it's a good unit and they already had, you know, Algier last year, who was a really good rookie. Coderell Patterson, the year before was like the fantasy MVP. And then they went out and drafted Bijan Robinson first overall. So PFF has their running back room second overall. Now, beyond that, again, you said the questionable defense for sure. Defensive line, 27th. Linebackers, 28th. Although they brought in Caden Ellis from the Saints. And he had a really nice season last year. The secondary, PFF has him 23rd. Although A.J. Terrell was like fantastic two years ago. Then he kind of fell off a map last year. So can you get back to that 2021 form? But Paul, you said, I mean, the schedule, second oh. easiest on paper. Yeah. And here are the quarterbacks they're going to get the first 10 weeks of the season. Bryce Young... Jordan Love, Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, two definitely, you know, guys who we know about, then Stroud, Howell, the mayfield Trash combo, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Colt McCoy before the bye. That's the quarterback list
1: they're getting. Mm-hmm. You can get the you can get to seven wins without even trying, too. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, look at look. overall in the schedule again. Buccaneers at home, Colts at home, Carolina again, and then the the Bears. Uh, late in the season. I mean they were after, after the bye. So. so that's the that's the number one reason why I think people really, really like this team because I don't think they'd be
3: making a case if they were facing a top ten most difficult schedule in the league when they have an unproven quarterback and they are going to concentrate on running. When we were in that draft here at Circle last week, you know, that involved a bunch of uh sharp betters here, guys who are respected. One guy who the guy who got the Falcons sixteenth said he had to take him, said it's the
1: easiest schedule he can ever remember. Well, that's true, but I also think they're a below-average team, and all this talk is about the schedule, because you don't want, you can't go to war with Ritter, who showed nothing to close the year, and that is going to be their guy, and certainly Heineck, he's won a lot of games in this league and almost beat Brady in a playoff game, but mm-hmm. he fell off last year as well. But for all this talk about Rivera on the hot seat, and how bad? I mean, they still almost made the playoffs in Washington, won eight games too, and they're throwing Carson Wentz out there. But I would rather have the Saints on a future than Atlanta. And I'm not a car fan, but I I like Carr a lot more than Ritter. And certainly, while Atlanta has some nice pieces, I, I would I would still take uh, I would take a future on the Saints though. Mm-hmm. But everyone's just looking at well, you win this division, you get a home game, and then off we go. And suddenly, you get I like what Mike Sanderson did. He grabbed them at 20, in and in, in the draft, and Atlanta went 16. So, well, uh, but I I respect Adam Chernoff, and Chernoff loves the over, and he loves Art Smith, coach of the year. Mm-hmm. Yep, same here.
3: I totally respect yeah. that guy. Uh, love bringing him on the show every single week. Think he's great. We do have, in two hours from right now, we have a former tight end, Randy McMichael. He played in the league for 10 years. Had a pretty nice career. He's a radio host in Atlanta now. I have to ask him about Kyle Pitts. Because they took the sure. guy, again, fourth overall. Now his rookie year, it's probably easy to forget this, but he did have more than 1,000 yards. Only one touchdown. I was frustrated. I wanted more looks in the, um, the red zone area to get him some more touchdowns. Last year, he was banged up, but only 59 targets and 28 catches. That's not a good percentage over 10 games. He had 356 yards and two touchdowns. That, to me, is it's it's a misuse of this guy who was like an uber prospect at that position. And now, I don't want to panic, but like the usage so far in the preseason, I know fantasy people are like, oh, this trend's going to continue with Kyle Pitts. I don't want to freak out that badly at this point, but I've been um, disappointed, we'll say, and how they have, I'm still, two years later, I'm still screaming from the mountaintop saying the Niners should have taken him third overall. That whole thing was botched. They screwed it (laughs) with uh, Trey Uh Lance, and then this guy goes number four to the Falcons. They don't know how to use the guy. So I think McMichael will be a great guy to talk to. It's like, what are you seeing that we're not, if you like it, and uh, if not, then what what are they going to do that's different
1: with him? They're on an eight and two under run. Last 10 when they play the Saints. And again, in our guide, Steve Mackinnon with his power rating, Saints 20, Atlanta 22, Carolina 25, Tampa 30 with his rankings. well, oh, It tells you, I mean, that division is just. That's right. But someone's going to the playoffs and maybe two teams, and someone's going to host a playoff game here. So, but yeah. I'd I much I'd rather have New Orleans on a future than Atlanta. Yeah, can they can they win four games in their division? The over three and a half at DraftKings yeah. is plus one fifteen. Yeah, well, we're, we're right week one right off the bat. I know that seems short now, hosting Carolina, but uh, kind of does. Right, uh, I should be able to sweep Tampa, even if I split with Carolina. And then do I beat uh, do I beat the Saints at home? I think it's fair to say that they'll split with the Saints.
3: In fact, I'll say this. If you think they can do that, which I kind of do, split with the Saints, I think they're going to hit four in that division. Because they'll take at least one from Carolina or maybe sweep that team and it will take at least one from, I mean, mm-hmm. they're, yeah.
1: Yeah. Another thing too, though, it's like not a lot of, uh, you can ask Randy about that as well. People people don't care. Oh, they've, tu- they've tuned that organization out. I mean, the empty seats and all that. The other thing is it's great what Blank's doing with the concessions. Did you see that haul you could get for food for $20? Oh, it's incredible. Oh, my God. It's like a hot dog, $1.50 or $2 right. there. It's like, was this Costco or is this an NFL football no, I, th- I think he actually purposely,
3: he does, if, I, yeah. if I recall correctly, I believe he wanted to duplicate what the Masters offers.
1: I think that's the line of thinking there. Yeah, that was all over Twitter before their game over the weekend. Like the, the guy got like t- seven, eight things and it was under $20. Yeah, that's impossible stand. nowadays. But, uh, you know, the fans aren't into it, but we'll, again, it all comes down to Ritter. And we'll say, I don't think the kid can play. Well, there's certainly a chance and that he can't. You already have to have, the, the owner already has to come out and say, well, I back him because the heat's on. Yeah, we have a couple of new participants in
3: the Friday Football Invitational Betting Contest all year in the NFL and college football. Matt even will tell you who they are coming up next year on Visa.
4: is follow
1: the money on viscent our updated NFL betting guide due out later this month get ahead of the upcoming NFL season picks from every host preseason analysis football contest strategies become a visson pro subscriber today for as low as19 dollars. get your copy of the guide or take advantage of the football season special get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for 199 sign up today visson.com slash subscribe Matt Humans joins the
3: program now. His show is called v Sin Tonight. It's 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, Monday through Friday with Wes Reynolds. And uh, the 16 Handicapper Field is getting close to being set for the Circa Friday Football Invitational, year number two of this. It was outstanding last year. Matt, thanks for the time today. Fill us in with the uh, latest participants that you're going to have in the field this year.
4: Hey, we had uh, Brett Musburger on the show last night, and uh, his interview with Billy Walters is coming up today. Billy Walter's not going to be in the Circuit Friday football invitational. Was he asked? I'll tell you who is going to be in. Uh, Stanford Steve Coglin from ESPN. Uh, So we got Stanford Steve signed up. He's going to try to knock off the defending champ, the Bear, who's now at Fox Sports. Uh, Brad Powers, we talked about this last week on your show. Brad said he was too busy on Fridays. He reconsidered, told me he wants in the tournament. So it's uh, great to have uh, an elite college football handicapper like Brad in the field, and then uh, Wes, uh, excuse me, um, Mitch—a guy I know you have met—and uh, Derek Stevens got a chance to meet him when he came in last week. We wanted to get an average Joe to compete with the pros, and Weston Stratman from Nashville, Tennessee—he's a realtor. He's uh, been a VSN fan for the last five or six years, and uh, you can find him on Twitter at Guy in Cornfields, which is. Uh, kind of a a nod to Brent Musburger show, my guys in the desert, Weston Stratman's going to be in as the average guy. So uh, we're looking forward to this. Got 11 of the 16 announced for the Friday night football contest and seven of the 11 are new faces. Now, also what's interesting is since last week when uh, we announced a few more contestants, uh, Mattress Mac, Jim McEnvale from Houston was one of the guys that uh, we announced a week ago. And I saw a lot of uh, discussion on Twitter. Nice job, humans. Way to ruin the contest. Mattress Mac is a joke. He's going to finish last. Well, you got to read the details here. First of all, Frank Betty is his partner. This is a team entry. And you guys know Frank B. well. He's one of the sharpest gamblers in the world. Yep. So, you know, take five seconds and uh, read the details. And you'll see the Frank Betty and Mattress back is not going to be a joke of an entry. That's going to be a very serious entry because Frank Betty is extremely sharp. So I think we've got 11 great contestants so far here.
1: Also, as I understand it, if they win, the money will be donated to charity as well. Uh, Any any, uh, looking at another female possibly with five more uh, spots available in addition to Kelly Stewart?
4: Well, that's a good question there, Captain. I'm not sure if we're going to go with uh, another female or not. Uh, Derek Stevens really wanted to have at least one on the field. Yep. And, and in addition to Kelly Stewart, there are uh, one or two more under consideration, but I, I can't tell you right now for sure if that's going to happen, but it's definitely under consideration.
1: Okay. Thanks a lot, Chief. Uh, your NFL observations uh, so far in the preseason, what are your, some takeaways and, and, and maybe if you've changed your mind on anyone and what you've done from a win total standpoint?
4: Yeah, Sam Howell I thought looked pretty good last night, quarterback for the Commanders. They let him throw the ball around the yard a little bit, and that's the first time we've seen some life from the Commanders. But I'll tell you some some other teams I've really liked in the preseason so far. And uh, one is the Packers. You know, there were a lot of reports early in camp that Jordan Love wasn't looking good. He was throwing picks. Well, you're not hearing any of that the last couple weeks. And uh, there was even an idiot on a national sports talk show who put a you know a video clip out saying, Jordan Love can't play football. He's terrible. That was what well, as was two weeks ago. I think you're going to see Jordan Love play pretty well in this Packers team. Is going to run the football, be one of the top rushing offenses in the NFL. I like what I've seen from the Packers. I also like, really like what I've seen from the Steelers. Mm-hmm. This is another team that's under the radar with a lot of handicappers. Steelers picked to finish last in the AFC North. The Steelers' defense is going to be elite. Uh, the offensive line has improved. You've got great quarterback depth. I, I, I see improvement out of Kenny Pickett. Packers and Steelers are two teams I've upgraded. And, uh, you know, it's it's the preseason. It's two weeks. And the Raiders have had favorable situations against two teams that didn't want to show much, didn't really show up in the 49ers and the Rams in those two games. But I think the Raiders have looked pretty good. A little better defensively. Offensive line's much improved. And, you um, you know, if you gave out a trophy at the end of the preseason for the team with the best record and the best point differential, the Raiders would win it. I think they are, well, plus 44 in point differential. That's by far the best in the league at 2-0, so they look pretty good. Some teams I haven't liked, the Panthers, they look like they got big problems on the offensive line. I think it's fairly obvious the Texan, the Texans and the Cardinals are going to be pretty bad. But some other teams... You know, the Bucs and the Rams look pretty weak in the preseason, too. No surprise with the Rams, because Sean McVay really doesn't care about preseason. But the Bills and the 49ers, I think both teams have problems on the offensive line. And the Bills got dominated. Their first-string offense dominated mm-hmm. by the Steelers' defense uh, last week. So keep an eye on that, too, because I think the Bills got some problems. And the 49ers have not uh, lived up to the hype so far, even with their first stringers.
3: Yeah, Matt, I'm uh, I'm glad you said that about Pittsburgh. I uh, along with you, I've been very impressed with the Steelers so far. I grabbed them plus three uh, mm-hmm. Sunday night, minus 115. And I was telling people yesterday, it was still available, but I don't think it's going to be three come kickoff. Well, here in Las Vegas, anyway, we're, we're down to one book now that still has three out there. That's it. Every other book has come off three.
4: Well, I'm with you. I grabbed the Steelers uh, plus three a while ago in this game. And if you remember, the 49ers opened on the road last year at Chicago. got mm-hmm. beat by the Bears, 19-10. to Um, obviously Brock Purdy had five starts last year and looked pretty good, but he also caught five pretty bad defenses in those five starts. And it's going to be a different story at Pittsburgh. So I do like the home dog in that game too.
1: College football is here week zero Saturday. Do you like anything on the card?
4: You know, what's interesting about this card and uh, the TV schedule, Mm -hmm. you guys, the demise of the Pac-12, it's pretty obvious. (laughs) It's going to be highlighted this week. I think the PAC 12 is going to have a great season with uh, some elite quarterback play and you know four or five or six really good teams at the top of the conference. But you've got San Jose state playing USC on Saturday night. And a lot of people aren't going to be able to watch the game because you can only see it on PAC 12 network. And um, meanwhile, what's the ESPN primetime game going to be? How about live from Las Cruces, New Mexico, UMass at New, Me- at New Mexico state. Yeah. That's going to be ESPN's primetime game. I'm actually, what could go wrong here? I'm going to play UMass plus eight. South Point and Caesar still have the eight out here in the Vegas market. UMass, one and 11 last year, three and 37 the last four years. But Don Brown's doing a good job here. I think he's upgraded the defense quite a bit. He's got a new quarterback and a Tyson Pomachan who transferred from Georgia Tech and Clemson. This uh, UMass offense was last in the country 12.5 points per game. Running back K-Ron Adams returns. He had a 66-yard TD run in the game against New Mexico State last year. I think the UMass, uh, well, I can't get any worse, but the UMass offense could be better defense, much improved. And uh, New Mexico State's not typically the type of team that's going to lay more than a touchdown. And be um, be a good bet. Last year, the Aggies laid a big number against Florida International and lost outright. This was a 23-13 game between the teams a year ago. Uh, so I, I did bet UMass plus eight. That's not a big play. You know, I, I looked at Ohio early. Bobcats getting four, three and a half. I never pulled the trigger. Now, now that number's down all the way to San Diego State minus one and a half at Circa. Mm-hmm. And... I might get a point where I might just buy low on the Aztecs. I have not bet that yet, but I might add a couple games later in the week. So far, UMass plus eight is my only college bet this week.
3: Matt, if you would do that and buy low on the Aztecs, would you lay the one and a half or would you bet a money line?
4: I'd probably bet the money line because I think you're going to get minus 120, 125, so probably just do that. Yeah. All
3: right, man. Um, Great job as always today. Good job with the contest as well. Have a good week.
4: Okay, you bet. Thanks, yes
3: There you go. He's on Twitter at Matt Humans 24 7. His show is called VSIN Tonight with Russ Reynolds. And it's Monday through Friday, 9 Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Okay. So good contest so far, shaping up then. With 11 yes. of the participants in the field, Brad Powers changed his mind. I think there was a big push that I saw on Twitter for people saying, oh, Brad, you got to get into this contest.
1: All right. That's good.
3: Yeah. It was great uh, content last year, every single Friday night, by the way. And it would replay on Saturday mornings last year as well. It was really, really good to hear these guys, you know, give out their breakdowns. Not everybody had a great season, but the the guys who eventually did marched on, they were really, really good throughout the whole year. So hopefully that continues in, uh, you know, strong field so far with five more to go. Let's follow the money here on VEASAN. The Sports Betting Network still to come today. Paul Stone in about 35 minutes. Professional sports better, and he'll give out a couple of plays for Week Zero, Week One in college football. This is Veasan. Follow the money on the DraftKings network. There's plenty more coming up today, including Gojo, Dan Libertard, and Ross Tucker. And here at Veasan, Paulie and I work with the sh- sharpest betting experts in the field. You can get all the best analysis that we have at Veasan.com. Two more hours of Follow the Money coming up here, and at the top of the hour, are we on something? or onto something. Paulie says 95% this will happen in the off season.